Well, well, hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season four, episode four. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Um, normally our names are in the bottom of our things, but you know, yeah. hey, it's what it is, what it is. Um, but as always, I am joined alongside me at the top left. I'm going to try and get it on the screen. There he is. It's Daniel Wise. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm all right. How how are you? How's your week been? It's freezing over here, so I we're we're making the best of it. It's it, we're getting into that weird time in South Dakota where um, springtime is coming, but like every so often, you know, we'll have like one or two really nice days where it's like 35 to 40 degrees, and then um, then we'll just drop back down to like single digits or below, you know, and it's just yeah. Yeah, this is a time where it's real easy to get sick and catch a little bug because the the weather just puts everything um, in flux. And yeah, it's a bummer, but you know, DC United's keeping me warm, and I'm enjoying it. Indeed, you, you're talking right about bugs, because you know. Oh, I've got a bit of a cough, so if you hear me cough during this episode, I do apologise. I will try and mute myself throughout. Um, but also, down below here. It's Tom. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm great. It's been a great week. Yeah. Oh my lord. Lots of good. Lots of good footies been going on, and you know, it's getting a little bit warmer, little by little here. So we're almost in that wonderful DC heat that we love so much. Mm. What What is it like out there at the moment? for the weather is it actually warm or is it or is it like daniel and it's a bit chilly it's it's, it's all right it's about 40s 50 in fahrenheit yeah. oh let me let me get the calculator out what like, is I'm that so, i'm so well if, you know for you know what i was saying it'd be like one degree oh. to somewhere around there you know probably so, is that fahrenheit for you as well daniel no, that that oh, would be Celsius. Celsius. Oh, nice! Thank you for catering to the uh, UK that's audience. That's what I'm right trying there. to think. You know, if, if that's <laughs> if that's an accurate. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's just cold. That's all you yeah. can really say about it. Uh, I've just looked it up, and it's uh, between forty. So I've, I've put in there forty-five degrees right. Fahrenheit, and it's about yeah. seven degrees Celsius. So it's about okay. the same as what it is over here. So yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it changes quickly here. Like yeah. one day it will be, you know, we had a day last week or two weeks ago where it was like 70. And yeah. then like the next day it was, you know, 30. I was like, you know, make up your mind. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very British that the weather. Always yeah. changing. But if you're in Manchester, it's always raining. It's always raining. <laughs> it's always raining in Manchester. Um, let, let's get let's get the comments going in the live chat. What, what's the weather like where you are? What a weird way to start an episode. But as we start now this season, it is Guess DC Who. After last week, after the difficulty, I thought I'd make it a little bit, not not by much, but it is easy this week. It's more of a current era. Uh, Brian's just saying it's mid-70 Fahrenheit here in Atlanta, oh. 21 degrees Celsius. It's not bad. I would like that right now. That would be lovely. Yeah. That would be lovely. Right, let's bring him up on screen. <laughs> So there he is. There's the outline of him. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see him in the uh, bottom left-hand corner. For those of you listening, here is the rundown. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So this player was born in Panorama City, California, USA. He's he's currently 36. 
So he's not long retired. He retired in 2018. He started his career off at San Fernando Valley Quakes back in 2006. Then he moved into MLS, played for LA Galaxy. Then he moved to DC and then finished his career in Vancouver. I mean, right, so he's, not, he's not been around too many teams, but... He's I, found that, I found that harder than last week's. <laughs> really? Yeah, because last week I just thought of every Argentinian we've ever had. Oh, I should also say he's American. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, uh, California. Yep, yeah, yep. California. Uh, so, yes. What Any position? initial thoughts? Can you give us a position or would that give it away to? Um, I'm not going to give it the exact position. Because that would give it away, I think. Um, but he plays along the back line. Okay. Um, um, nothing. Nothing. I'll give that. I'll give that a think. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Cool. Let us know in the comments who you think that is. So just a recap. Born in Panorama City, California. Uh, started his uh, senior career off at San Fernando Valley Quakes back in 2006. Moved to LA Galaxy in 2008. Signed for DC United in 2014. So an era that I think we're all aware of. And uh, then played one season at Vancouver Whitecaps and retired. So, and he has two, uh, sorry, one US men's national team cap. So he is an international, but not by much. I was going to say, that's only one more than I have. <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> just, just the one more? It's just one much. more, right? <laughs> right. So, we'll leave that there. And we'll move on to the news. So, DC-related news. Not much happened. So was it. I mean, this, on a week-by-week -week basis, is not going to be overly dramatic. It'll be more towards sort of news that's come out of the last game um, but there is a couple of bits so Bill Hamid and uh, Michael Estrada are in team of the week so congratulations to those guys a round of applause um, Bill Hamid in the starting 11 and Estrada on the bench uh huh uh huh he's got a brace on his debut yet they had Joseph Martinez in the starting lineup who didn't score got an assist but didn't score it's it's the it's it, you know what it, it, it's the conspiracy theory uh, yeah. that Atlanta uh, I don't, I don't know if it is a theory at this point I think I'm I'm bound it's to, just true it's just uh, yeah it, it's it's an inside job it is um, you know it's 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 state run media as as far as I'm concerned let's it not is, go down that road this is going to be a really long um, yes. <laughs> let's not go down that way no yeah um i think i think part of the reason it could be well you know dc was playing you know the expansion side and you know uh what what's it going to be like when they take on real competition <laughs> whatever like that uh so you know that that might be just sort of the thing it might be the um but mm -hmm. again yeah like you said with Martinez, how do you how do you do that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And then you look at the power rankings that they released. So NYCFC got beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were top. Huh? 
work that one out. How, how do you go top? Yes. Lose? Yeah. The power rankings had NYCFC at the top. Yes. Yet they got beat, obviously, by Galaxy. Uh, thanks to a Chicharito goal, but... Oh, Chicharito. Uh, I think it was like in the 86th minute or something, so it was a good winner. But, you know. Yeah, NYCFC, it doesn't matter what they did. They were going to be top we, at the end of it. You know, when we when we get into uh, expansion uh, oh, yes. sides and, and sort of the ins and outs of that, that might shed some light on, on how certain teams get maybe a little bit of favorability over others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's that's, uh, that's wait for MLS 101 later on in the episode. Um, other DC-related news. Uh, we've hired a new first-team performance director in Victor Lonchuk. Um, so there's that. I mean, the, the picture that they released was of him in the Galaxy-friendly game. So it's not like he's just been hired. So you got to wonder why the news has taken this long to come out. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Official. Was he on trial? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's see how how it goes. You don't want yeah. to, but you know, in the basket. It's obviously uh, Hernan and Lucy Rushton thing. Um, they're obviously shaping yeah. the club in their in their vision, which is always good. It's actually nice to see some change happening after obviously the previous era where. Not much changed. Uh, Kim just said, had to sign the paperwork. That makes sense. I mean, it's it's been a month. How long does it take to sign a bit of paper? Maybe he reads really slow. I mean, there is that, yes. It depends on how long the contract was as well. It could have been like thousands of pages. It could have been a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, apparently, it was the same with uh, Restrepo as well. So just drawn out paperwork, long drawn out. So there you go. But I think mm-hmm. something we can all get behind. I know we briefly spoke about it before we went live. The other bit of news that happened this week. And it's not DC related. If you know me, you know who the team I follow over here in the UK. The Burnaby <laughs> Tottenham Hotspurs after extra time, <laughs> 1 0. To go through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup in front of our first sellout crowd for four years, which was it was a great goal. Oh, what a finish! I mean, I, I mean, I just watched the finish over and over again. But then Borough released um, the inside the match day kind of thing, yeah. and they had the little bit of the build up, and you just see Coburn, who's the goal scorer, he was 19 years old, so he's through come through the academy as well, passing it to Matt Crooks, who we signed. Last uh, from Rotherham at the start of the season, they played a one-two between each other, and oh, just put your, put his laces through the ball and just smashed it past Hugo Lloris. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed that. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it was a weak Tottenham team. It was the same team that beat Leeds. I mean, granted, Leeds are not doing great at the moment, but the same team that beat Leeds four 0 the week before. Yeah, so. and not for nothing, uh, Loris uh, put in a heck of a game. He had, yeah. I, he had that um, foot save, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. right before that goal, mm. um, where you're just like, "How did he save that?" That yeah. was the instincts on that uh, was crazy, um, and and he put in a heck of a game, and that's just, yeah. Uh, gosh, that's that's crazy, and and I'm I'm very happy happy for Boro. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the other bit was the fact that um, we had two glorious opportunities from corners and it, towards the end of the game as well, where, again, Matt Crooks, I think it was in like the 70, 75th minute, mm-hmm. but he's free, gets the header, gets plenty of power behind it, just over the bar. And then from the same side, ball comes in, and this time Johnny Housen, who for me was my man of the match for that game, because he was yeah. literally all over the place. Um same thing heads it but it just glances it wide so it's just like it, we had more percent I think we had 54% possession we had clear, more clear cut chances and there was no VAR yeah it's 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 weird it's it's so it was, weird it was lovely some don't I like can't get my mind around it like should they just chuck it out because some clubs I mean, get VAR yeah I mean for me this is the the sticking point um, in cup games at the moment here in the UK is that, well, in England, I don't know what it's like up in Scotland and Wales and over in Ireland, but um, if the home team is a Premier League team, VAR is used. Mm-hmm. However, if it's not a Premier League team at home, then VAR isn't used. So to me, that doesn't seem quite fair because it's not even across the competition. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Yeah. So, I mean, I would happily have it in the semi-finals and the final because the semis and the final are all done at Wembley, but... Only Prem teams at home? Yeah. (laughs) Very strange. They want to give, you know, the Prem teams a better chance because they bring in more fans and more money. Who'd have thought that, eh? Who'd have thought that? But the quarterfinal draw was drawn earlier on this evening. Uh, Middlesbrough have been drawn at home to Chelsea. So there's another scalp on our hands. They're, they're trying to they're trying to get you guys out of this competition. No, so no, right. <laughs> it was, the problem was, it was Gareth Southgate who drew it as well. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kim's just, uh, it's a great negative against the Premier League teams when they play away. I mean, that is true. Yeah. So, but you know, the likelihood of a non-Premier League team being drawn at home in the later stages, like the, f- the fifth rounds and then the quarterfinals, is a heck of a lot slimmer than it is the other way around. But you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the news for this week. Um, we need to review the game from last week where we beat. Charlotte 3-0 um, Tom what did you make of it? I mean a great man last week said we're going to win this game 3-0 I knew you were going to bring that up straight away <laughs> yeah I was just going to bring it up uh, but to, to be fair last uh, last season when I started on this pod and did my first prediction right, first game I got a bang on and yeah. then the rest of the season, I was awful. I got them all wrong. And I was like, yeah, like, Canusa's going to score. And <laughs> out, out far left field, just not even going to happen. And so uh, I'm ho- hopefully going to do a lot better this year. But it's a good start once again. Yeah, good, good start for you. But, yeah, but uh, for the game, I was really happy. I liked, I liked seeing Estrada score twice. You know, and yeah. the penalty, I was like, oh, like if he misses this penalty, it's either it's going to define him all year. Yeah. And, you know, he sunk it. I, I just hate the, the stutter steps. 
it's yeah. just oh it just spoken like a true goalkeeper oh I hate it it's when you see them going can I just take my time running up and then just caress it into the bottom I'm like no just sprint and leather it yeah that's, that's a, what you need it's uh, Pogba who does it and he takes like 20 steps or something when he's growing up he's yeah. literally just like tapping in place and goes so slowly yeah, yeah. and there was a, a clip that I saw a little while ago where I think it was in the Chinese or the Japanese league it was somewhere in the far east and this kid just takes five minutes to do the penalty but the ref hasn't stopped it because he still is constantly moving, but he's literally going like this. That's so irritating. And he scored. <laughs> I, I would throw my boots at him. Yes. They oh, need to absolutely. go back to the old old MLS style of, of uh, yes. penalties. Yeah. And do the whole run up. That that uh, that was rad. They stole that. They stole that straight from hockey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, it was so much better. Yeah, much yeah. more entertaining. Oh yeah. So yeah, let's bring that back. Why? It's twelve yards. Mm, do a run up. See if you can beat the keeper that way. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Daniel, what did you make of the game? Um, there were there were things that I liked. Um, you know, once once DC kind of found the edge, uh, and they were, you know, they started putting in the goals. Um, you know, that second half was was good. It was good pace. Mm. Um, good, good, just good all around uh, organization with the team and and keeping the ball, uh, putting pressure on. Uh, Charlotte, um, but yes, the the early part, and I want to say that was I was probably with um, Knaus being out. Um, that that definitely has an effect, and he is mm. a player uh, who I think really shores up that midfield. And he's he's got veteran experience where you know he he can communicate and he can um, be a leader out on the field. And you know, I, I, in his place, we we had Skundrich out there and. <laughs> <laughs> we were, you know, we 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 got on the meme train with him, uh, or at least I did last season. And, That's not done um, on Scoot, on Drew. No, but but there, it was for sure a a different um, presence, um, and just the intensity was not there. But then again. I was coming off watching the Vancouver uh, Columbus game, and oh, if you saw that, uh, Columbus looks scary because they just absolutely harried the entire match, uh, made Vancouver look completely lost. And um, you know they've they've got weapons, and man, that's gonna be it's gonna be a scary team to watch. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would have liked to see a bit more intensity, a bit more physical presence. Um, for the most part, you know, like I said, I was going to be watching uh, Brad Smith quite a bit. Um, you know, he's, he's great. He fits the Lasada really system really well in kind of that that wing play, the, you know, with, you know, coming with uh, support um, on that wing. But, you know, uh, he's he's his tracking was good, but I want to say he got a little bit uh, bullied um, in the box. Uh, so you know, it's one of those things where you know, uh, I, I you know, I, I want to see just a little more physicality and a, a lot more um, 
intensity you know uh i want everyone kind of like channeling their inner uh kevin paredes and really getting after people and that's that's you know i think if that would have been the case i think my five zero uh <laughs> prediction would have been spot on uh for me i mean smith right looked really good and on his debut the only thing that took away from the performance from from my perspective was that he did get caught out too high up the pitch a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, when you compare it to Gressel who was tracking back really well doing his usual consistent um, great performance yeah the, I think that's where as time get, goes on and as Smith gets used to the Lasada system that's where Smith will come in but it was, it was just a couple of times he got caught out too high up on the pitch and we nearly paid yeah. the price for it and we we saw the effort that came off the post and back into Bill Hamid's hands that was mm-hmm. directly from Smith being too high up so yeah. yeah there's a couple of things but you know he had a good game um, there was obviously other debuts in that match Estrada getting his brace um, which we talked about that penalty and we'll talk about his second goal in a, in a bit um, Jafal made his debut Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed his debut. I thought he looked very good, um, considering he was a what was he forty sixth pick in the super yeah. draft or something like that. Really, uh, absolutely epic. Um, couldn't fault him really. And Liardi, who we signed, oh, well, who we signed on loan from Loudoun United for a grand total of four days, <laughs> just to fill the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah so there was that um, and to be fair he looked pretty decent as well um, I think he came on for Griffin Yeo if I remember rightly so yeah so it was those um, but yeah um, Estrada as we spoke about earlier he got his penalty and his uh, scary stutter up um, stutter run up and then his second goal which came off a deflected shot which you're gonna take it aren't you you're going to take anything that comes your way. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he had a good game. Especially, you know, he he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't know the players super well. Um, if I don't know if you guys watched his interview, but he speaks <clears throat> no English whatsoever. Yeah. No. He can't. Yeah. So I, I was thinking like, how, you know, how is he communicating with, you know, his teammates? Um but yeah, I'm sure he's he's learning words here and there. But I was yeah, I was really happy with it. Yeah. Um, I actually completely forgot. Uh, I was watching the game with two of my buddies. And I actually completely forgot that we had Ola Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend's like, "Where's Ola? Where's Ola?" And I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the lineup right, so I haven't seen these on the bench. And I was like. Do we still have a Lukamara? At a moment of just pure, like, why? What do we do? And then, and then he subs on, and I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, we're going to be fine. <laughs> well, to be fair, he got got himself a goal. About 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it didn't take long for him. I mean, the Kamara hype train is certainly underway right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was a fluke, though, wasn't it, Daniel? Yeah, that was that. That was a that was the nipple goal right there. Uh, that's my favorite kind of goal, and you know uh, that's nothing but skill. Uh, but going back, going back to Estrada, uh, you know, I, I, one thing I think DC has been missing um, for years and years and years um, 
is, is a number nine with like a poacher's mentality. Uh, so is it has the wherewithal uh, for those deflections um, has like a certain I think I think, you know, soccer is soccer. Yeah. And, you know, yes, you, you do have communication barriers, but uh, if you can read the game, that's that's all that really matters. Uh, and, and he kind of showed that. So I am, I, you know, if he keeps on doing that, it's it's those loose balls that um just kill me every time you know it's just like you, you gotta you gotta go score those you know especially with the chaos happening um that's just such a huge thing and um seeing that like i'm like yeah okay i'm, I'm excited to see what estrada does going forward definitely definitely um other things of note from that game bill hamid 79th clean sheet of his career absolutely fantastic um made five saves which obviously earns him that spot in uh, team of the week uh poacher's mentality means nothing if the team doesn't put the ball into dangerous places that was from kim i I'd imagine you would agree with that for sure yeah yeah and, and believe me, with with Gressel and Smith uh, coming up on those wings, uh, I think I think that's totally possible. Yeah, all three goals were goals because they put the ball in dangerous places. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. can't argue with that. Uh, other things, obviously mentioned uh, Ola Kamara getting getting the third goal of the game and his first of the season which means his minutes per goal ratios one every 30 or ish something like that I want to say so we'll take that bad. Uh, Charlotte so um, let's flip flip it over so that first half was in my eyes from a DC perspective was pretty abysmal yeah uh, when you're playing against an expansion side and you look at expansion history which we mentioned on la- on last week's show it's not been great they've had one there's been one win since 2011 so when you look at that and you think, mm, we should really be beating the side, you look at them on paper, there weren't anything special. That obviously had Yordi Rayner up top, who's who what scored four goals for us in a month, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the defence wasn't particularly anything decent. Christy McCoon, not a bad player, but doesn't scream star player or anything like that. So the fact that they were able to control quite a lot of the game in the first half and they had a goal disallowed yeah which was right uh, which is the correct decision thankfully after VAR came into place on that one but then the penalty that they conceded obviously obviously great for us in the second half but was it a penalty to me I'm going to say no I don't think it was because the arm was like this yeah his arm was in it's like what else do you want him to do chop, chop his own arm off i mean i yeah. i thought i thought it was pretty harsh and then we did a we did a handball in our yes. own box and i yeah. was like okay well that should be a penalty then but then that that went to var yeah. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah so there was no consistency yeah. with the referee like, in that game one was like out here and the other guy was against his body it yeah. made no sense but i, I wasn't gonna complain i think i mentioned it in the dc uk uh chat group that i was like yeah that's not a penalty just straight away i was like yeah that's gonna get cancelled out but you know again it's one of these things where you need the look in these games and that's what obviously turned the tides into our favour and then we obviously went on to win 
3 yeah. Um But just on that, if you want to come and join us and join in in that uh, private chat group, uh, head over to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. When you're filling out the form, just make sure you hit that Twitter button and you put your Twitter handle in there so we can get you in and uh, come join the rest of us, especially on match days. It is fantastic. Yeah, it's fine. So, I mean, I was amazed how, how popping it was for a home game. It's just insane when it's an away game because everyone's watching it from the same perspective as well. So... So yeah, that is is fantastic. Um, but yeah, um, and also on that, if you're enjoying the show, give us a follow on. If you're listening on your podcast provider, subscribe to it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and uh, hit the little like button as well. Why not? Um, and then the last thing we got to talk about is obviously the score prediction. So me and you, Daniel, <laughs> we got the result right. We, we had it. Yeah, we got that. I mean, I went 4-0, you went 5-0. We all went for the clean sheet. Tom, somehow you pulled it out of the bag and oh, got yourself yeah. a 3-0. And yeah, I mean, I've not been keeping score. Um, just keep recapping throughout well, the we season. <laughs> no bets on this one. Um, not doing that one again. Um, but, you know, I'm coming to DC, so, you know, um, there yeah. is that. Oh, that's the news. I forgot to put yeah. that in there. So, yeah, um, big news. And um, before we preview the uh, Cincinnati game, come to DC in May. Going to come to uh, watch the uh, Toronto game and see you guys out there. So, DC UK is coming to USA. Brilliant. Love Can't it. Wait. Can't wait. Yeah. And, oh. and hopefully, I'll be able to get uh, my end worked out to get out there as well. And, and I would love to do uh, in, in in person uh, show. That would oh. be fantastic. Right. That would be amazing. If you want it, if you want to see that, actually come and be in an audience with it as well. Oh, let's, get, cool. let's get a live studio audience because that, that would be amazing. So, if you want that, let me know. We'll see if we can work something out. Yeah. I mean, how amazing would it be if we were able to do it at Audi Field? Oh my God. That would be so cool. Get, get ourselves in the Heineken bar. Yeah. All right. If, oh, sorry, if, the, the rooftop bit. Oh. Sarah Colassi, if if she at all listens to this, uh, oh, I'm you sure know, she does. If 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 you can pull some strings, if you can, you know, help us out, uh, that would be that would be fantastic. We we would be, uh, yeah, no, I, I, we would owe you a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be on the show. Why not? Uh, Brian has just said, I will try to fly in at the same time. Not sure it'll work, but going to try. Would love to celebrate with you guys. Yeah. It just, it would be something special. Um, I mean, we're there from um, 19th of May to the 29th, so we've got plenty of time to see people and things like that. So if you want to come and say hello, I mean, drop me a DM. We'll work something out. I'm going to try and see as many, many of you as possible. But the big thing is going to be at the Toronto game. Just can't wait for that. That's going to be in insane uh kim was just putting that do it from the empty space that was rumored to be ozel's coffee shop yeah <laughs> that used to be a uh that used to be a bike um you used to be able to like leave your if you bike to the game yeah you store it for you i was but, so angry i was so angry they got rid of it because i loved it so wait, did you bike to the games then oh yeah so for a while my dad and i um when we had season tickets, because you know it was the Rooney season, yeah. uh, I literally was like, "I don't care how much they cost, like let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> um, so he and I used to bike from Bethesda all the way. Up.
Yeah, it sucked. That's mad. mad. (laughs) After the first one, and then you go to the game and you get food and whatnot. Yeah. All this adrenaline. And then it's like, oh, right. We have to buy back. (laughs) I bet you've had a couple of drinks as well. And you're just like, yeah, you're just like, oh, my God. Why did I sign up for this? But, yeah, no, it was all right. Um, didn't do it for any day games because, you know, D.C. summer, not not trying to oh. get heat exhaustion. Oh. oh, no, would not like, like that as at all. Um, shall we uh, preview the uh, Cincy game? Yes, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. So, obviously, oh, hang on. I've got a graphic that I can put up on screen as well. Bosh. I mean, you can't yeah. really see it because, you know, my mic's in the way, but yes. Um, 5th of March this weekend, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 11 p.m. over here in the UK at TQL Stadium, where we visited for the first time last year and got a nil-nil draw, which when you were d- when we're down to 10 men as well for a lot of the game, with Moses Nyman being sent off. It's a clean shape, but, you know, it's since so we should be beating them. Um, but earlier on today, the official injury list came out. Um, Goff thankfully tweeted that. We've only got two injuries. That's, That's crazy. That's amazing. I mean, when was the last time that happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it felt, yeah, last last year was constant back and forth. We got to yeah. send someone to Loudon. Oh, we got to bring them back. We got to, it, it was so much wild just roster <laughs> shifting. And yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, our injury list last year looked like the um, credits at the end of a movie. It was just like, yeah. da, 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 da. it was just like, oh my God, can we get a break? Oh, so yeah. So our injuries for this weekend, Canaris is still out, but it looks like he's almost back now. So that's good. And Garai's out as well. So didn't, I'm not seeing how long he's out for, but yeah, that's it. It's beautiful. So Roberta's back. He's um, recovered from his, I think he had a hamstring injury, if I remember rightly, or groin injury, leg in, leg muscle injury. I'm going to put it that. Um, and then for Cincinnati, they've got two definites out in Nelson and Sunderland, uh, not the football team, the player. And then questionable is Matarita and Valachilla. I say they had a they if Sunderland was healthy, then we would definitely be winning that game. <laughs> there's no there's no way that a player named Sunderland is bring good luck. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you're playing for FC Cincinnati, you're not bringing good luck. No. I actually just uh I was looking up their players because you know my my high school coach's son played there. Joe right? Jow. Yeah, Joe Jow. So he's yeah. not there anymore. I is discovered where's he at now? He's at, I looked it up, he is at like IF something something in a Scandinavian country. Oh. That's all I got. Um, yeah, he plays for Alsvenskin Club Degev 4, which I think is in Sweden. Yeah, Alsvenskin mm. is, is definitely Swedish. Yeah, uh, so he's, uh, he's there, but I did realize that a player who has played for Louis van Gaal and now plays for FC Cincinnati at the age of 27 is Manchester United's own Tyler Blackett. Yes, Tyler Blackett, yes. Did not realize he was on that team. And- Did not. I mean, that was, I mean, obviously being from over here, seeing that happen was just like, 
Why? I was just like, do you know what you start against like Man City in 2014 or something? It's a fall from grace, isn't it? Yeah. It was just like, I just shook my head. (laughs) So, yeah, so they've got that. Um, Key players I kind of pulled out. Obviously, Matarita, but he's questionable. But for me, he's one of their key players. Brenner. Their Brazilian for young DP. Um, and then obviously we'll be facing two of our former players as well in uh, Lucho Acosta, who I didn't realise he's not a DP. I thought he was. Oh, wow. So why did they've bought his contract, Dan? Wow. Because they've got... Um, there's someone else who's a DP and then they've got the Brenner who's a young DP, but... That's really surprising considering this that. Is, yeah, I mean, this is going off the MLS soccer website. Yeah, so whether that's true or not. <laughs> the, moment, the moment that we, like, paused his career when we stopped the PSG thing from happening. Yep. Uh, yeah. He never forgave us. <laughs> no, not at all. I get it. You know, well, who was he supposed to be uh, backing in for? Namor? So it was like, yeah, he was. They had some injury troubles uh, with him, and yeah, no, I God, if you if you look at just like yeah, where he was at that point, and there's a there's a famous um, uh, article that was written in the Athletic about him and and just Mm. that whole roller coaster of a seventy two hours for him. Um, where he went, he was on top of the world. And then, yeah, he was in Paris. Yeah, he was. And, uh, you know, (laughs) for all this time, he's being told like, yes, this is happening. And then suddenly he gets there. And then PSG was essentially like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, that's kind of how it played out. It's like, what? It it is the old M wingy situation. Isn't that literally what a bummy yang did too? I know, but okay. I'm a Bama Young signed. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was yeah, going to say, so he actually Yang was late to Arsenal practicing, basically got exiled, and then he yeah. showed up early to Barcelona. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know whether you guys remember, but it's, um, Peter Odamwingi used to play for West Brom on deadline day, travelled down to QPR to force a move through, mm-hmm. and QPR went... No. <laughs> Bye. Just no. Not interested. And he's out there, and it, they've and then things like Sky Sports were. So I'm there in London, and he's there in his car. The, he pulls his window down. They do a full interview. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be signing for QPR. This, that, and the other." Talking the talking the game. That's embarrassing. It was a hugely embarrassing. He did. I mean, I don't think he played again for West Brom after that. But oh. <laughs> was brilliant uh psg fallback plan when they didn't get lucho was to get messy <laughs> yeah this is fair <laughs> i mean yeah can't argue with that point um right uh there was a pretty much press conference today um i don't know whether you guys managed to see anything from it um i saw a few tweets about it so 
there's just a few things I wanted to point out. Um, so Lasada um, was asked about the versatility of of the roster that we've got in the moment. He's happy that it gives us a lot of options to have experienced players coming off the bench. Um, he's gone on to say that there's no starting eleven players. So everyone's going to get minutes. Everyone's going to be involved. So there's no one that is guaranteed guaranteed to be in the starting eleven. There's no one guaranteed to be on the bench. Which, yeah, let's see him. Let's see him bench Bill Hamid. Let's let's see him bench Bill Hamid. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Um, I'm not sure. I agree. This is the one thing I don't agree with. I want to see a consistent starting eleven because that's how you build chemistry and that's how you build consistency. Yeah, you need to have your you need to have your regular guys, and yeah. then the thing of competition yeah. is the guys that are not in the starting eleven every week are trying to break through. And so, yeah, I don't like it's that's a that's a very uh, that's a very like rec soccer. Uh, thought like everybody gets a chance to play and you get a game and you get yeah. a game it's like uh, game. it's like these guys are getting paid to be their best like you yeah. know they gotta earn they gotta earn the start yeah i mean it's yeah i just don't don't agree with it at all and you look at the the schedule for this year it's not like there's a lot of times where we've got saturday game Wednesday game, Saturday game, Wednesday game, Saturday game, Wednesday game in such a compressed mm-hmm. time frame now because they've realized actually it doesn't work. Um, I think there's what five midweek games throughout the year, right? From what I remember, so I don't know what are you what are you thinking about that, Daniel? You know, it's it's I think that's a morale line. Um, you know, I, in, in essence, I think, yes, uh, Losada wants to kind of keep the door open. He wants, he's a guy who needs like a hundred percent of the team to buy in. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, kind of rhetorically, uh, keep people's mind in the game, um, then when those times happen where say, you know, our injury sheet might not stay this short throughout the season uh he want i think he wants players to keep focused on the season and not just be like well these guys they're clearly the favorites they're they're the starting 11 and you know there's kind of hanging out on the bench uh he needs everyone to be kind of be ready at at any time yeah i think david's actually made a good point here where it's a good thing to say at the beginning of the season when there is competition for positions which yeah i suppose but again for me on the flip side of that is some players might take that as well i don't need to try as hard because i'm going to get minutes anyway yeah i'd like to i'd I'd like to see uh i'd like to see a little bit of proof behind what he's getting at you know yeah um if you know, if there's a guy who's offered two games, three games, then all right, well, yeah, yeah. So there's there's pros and cons behind saying things like that. It's just me personally, I just don't. I, I wouldn't have said that. But uh, other things he did say um, on the quality of Cincinnati. If that, I I don't know. I can't believe I just said that. That's something you don't you shouldn't say in the set in the same sentence. Quality in Cincinnati, but um, he said since he didn't deserve to lose five 0 they have a very scary front three. Which, to be fair, they do, um, and maybe they have qualities that we don't have. 
Uh-huh. Oh, I hold on, pause for a second. If you look at the chat, uh Kim Kolb um threw out a heater there. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Boy, talk about, oh, I was so excited yeah. for him to yeah. come back. Yeah. He was going to be incredible. And then he just coasted. He didn't, he did less than coast. He just didn't wow. bother. Yeah. Man, oof. I think that year off really got to him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he just never came back the same. No. But like Lucho did. Yeah. Well, uh, Lucho was angry. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Those are the reasons behind that. Um, Ernan's gone on to say as well, he's not expecting an easy game, which it's fair to say it's away from home. It's when I mean, you look at what happened last season where we drew nil nil. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one because the crowds actually were quite loud. I remember that there, there was a good atmosphere at uh, the TQL, so I'd imagine that's going to be the same again. Um, but are they still going to be a bit fragile after that heavy defeat from last week? Do we take? Are we going to be aiming to go full throttle from the kickoff and aim to get an early goal, or is it going to be a case of we see how they start and then work our way into the game after that? So, so there is that. Um, and then on Acosta, he said Acosta's a good player. They've got lots of experience across the board. Mm-hmm. They've got to be respected. So, which is fair. Yeah. You've got to respect every yeah. single opponent, no matter what, even if they are as bad as Cincinnati. But yeah. I, I, I want to see what happens. Like, you know, uh, that, you know, there's a part of me that is almost kind of interested to, to or I'd want to know how that, how DC would have responded had the um, Charlotte goal been allowed um, mm. or, or say if the offside didn't happen, um, you know, how the team kind of responds to that, you know, that, you know, it's one thing to kind of go for that early goal, but it's, I'm always interested to see how teams respond after conceding the first goal and then going full throttle after that, you know, um, obviously you don't want to see early goals happen, but uh, you get a sense of like what teams are like and, and how well they're working together is when that, that first goal sort of passes through them. So yeah, no, I, I think, I think Losada he's got to put uh, you know, the, the pedal to the metal and just really uh, do that pressing style that, that he is really trying to instill and, yeah, just be more, way more physical. That's what I want to see out of it. Yeah, definitely. A couple of more things before I ask for you guys for your score predictions for this game. Um, head-to-head wise, we're unbeaten against Cincinnati um, in the six games that we've played. Uh, we've won two of the last three as well. Last, As I mentioned before, last time at TQL, we finished nil-nil uh, with Nyman seen, seen a red for last-ditch foul on Brenner. I mean, that was just past the halfway line. Uh, since he have suffered the worst opening day defeat ever mm-hmm. so Cincinnati being Cincinnati um, and that's pretty much it that I've got on my notes for that game uh, just to <clears throat> excuse me just to go back on the chat there um, Kim's just said big test for Cincinnati trying to bounce back in Pat Noon and second game as coach yeah I mean that's gonna it's gonna be tough for for him to rally the troops to get them back going again and then David just said wondering if Pines gets minutes would love to see Lucho bounce off him yeah 
My only sure. worry is Lucio Mike just go through his legs. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a quick little guy. I mean, yes. He's, I mean, he's, he's clever. Teeny tiny. I think he's like five yeah. three. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see them standing next oh. to each other. It's going to look hilarious. He doesn't have Rooney sending across from three miles out, though. No, that's true. Yeah. Right. So yeah. But to be fair, Lucho laps like a salmon. Oh my god, amazing. That play, that play is so funny because you see Lucho kick one of the yeah. <laughs> That was picked up in the VAR. Yeah. As well. Picked that up and it's just like it's like, mean, to be fair, that player was never going to catch up either. No. No, he wasn't. But it was just funny. I thought he was just angry and just kicked the sky. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's the angry Argentinian in him. In him. Yeah. It was brilliant. Well done. Uh, right. Score prediction time. So, mm. he went first last time. I think Tom did, didn't you? Well, I might have to. But since you won last week. Yeah, do you yeah. want to keep it going? Yeah, I think or you should you go. Defer? I think you should go. I'm going to keep going. I want, I, want the, I want to see what kind of tone he sets here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right. Let me just, you know, magic crystal ball. Um, yeah, go on. Two to one win. Oh, only hmm. two one? Yeah, I don't think we're going to. Oh. Every time we've played them, it's been a frustrating, yeah. tough game. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we are better than them quality-wise. Um, but I think we're going to have our first goal conceded. Um, okay. Maybe from their tricky Brazilian. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But 2-1 us. So, Daniel, after that, um, shock. What are you going to yeah. go with? I, I don't see... Uh, <laughs> Brad Smith making the, uh, like you said, kind of the same um, mistakes uh, this second uh, or in the second game. Uh, I think I think he's going to be tightened up. Um, so I do not see him or, you know, sort of letting through um, those types of plays. If a goal does happen, I think it, it will be a set piece type of situation. Um, but I think the, the clean sheet record will be set here uh and and um we're going to go to nothing Don't and I, I, I i'm gonna see bill hamid getting clean sheets these first five games that's what i want Ooh, that's a big call i'm gonna be you really say that already <laughs> wow maybe maybe first three games i think first three games he can get clean sheets uh, i'm yeah. gonna be calling clean yeah. sheets these next games cool I'm just going to go wild because you know that's that's the kind of guy I am and it's FC Cincinnati 4-0 wow. I'm going 4-0 twice in a row oh, okay I love it yeah. give me our FIFA scores <laughs> <laughs> make it rain with goals all right Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really uh really upset if we're up to now and then I'm gonna be like Lay the goal. It's like ninety fourth minute, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think this game is gonna be a little bit of a of a biter. Maybe yeah, a bit of a I grudge think, match kind of feel. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be messy. Oh yeah. We we've had our first non-victory prediction in the chat we don't tie we, we two, either two. win or lose two two <laughs> two two yeah, okay. huh? 
I'd uh, be amazed if Cincinnati scored two goals in one game. Yeah. But, not fair. Um, I, t- I don't know whether this is a serious prediction from Kim. No, I, th- I think that's uh, in reference to Lucho. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's height. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, fair, fair point. Yeah, just remembered. Um, so, so yeah, so if you've got any predictions, put them in the chat. It'd be great to see what you guys are thinking out there. Um, or if you're watching this or listen to this afterwards, feel free to uh, let us know um, by dropping us the comments. So it's come to that moment, Daniel. Yeah. Where Let's get it. Oh, this is great because this is my break. This, this is where we sit back, we chill, and we allow Daniel to take us through. Hold on, let me get the timer. MLS 101. <laughs> All right, before you start the timer, Daniel, what is it you're going to be taking us through today? Well, being that, it, you know, it's appropriate that we just played uh, MLS's newest expansion team. Uh, I wanted to kind of go on kind of the track of what it takes for an expansion team to happen in Major League Soccer. Uh, it, it has been... Um, MLS's mission for for ever since it opened uh, to just grow and grow and grow, uh, but over time, you know the the rules have changed and uh, the expansion process these days is a bit different from how it was, you know, about yeah 10, 15 years ago. So, gonna walk through a little bit of what that uh, sort of looked like back then, and and what the process is now, and what things look like going forward. So there are three main rules on how a city kind of becomes oh, an expansion oh. city Sh- should we should we give you a am countdown? i starting let's give you a countdown okay so tom you do the countdown and start your timer all right three two one three simple rules for for a team to enter mls one you need a financial backing from either an owner or an ownership group uh that has a financial wherewithal to support a club two you need a stadium or approved uh stadium in process of being built uh and preferably soccer specific. You also need it to be in a metropolitan community. So a large city with, you know, probably a population of more than a million or, you know, uh, around that sort of ballpark. And then a, uh, a sort of existing soccer culture that is able to support the team in that way. Now, how does expansion uh, work once the process is put in? So you have what's called an expansion draft. And what happens is that when a, when teams come into the league, uh, the league basically tells all the existing teams, um, you have to put or pretty much any player that you have on your roster that's senior roster, supplemental, whatever, uh, is is up for grabs. However, you are able to protect 12 of those players. Now, there's other stipulations where uh, homegrown or Generation Adidas uh, players who are below a certain age or haven't graduated uh, as of that year uh, are automatically protected. And then if you have international players, uh, if you, say, have like four international players, three of those need to be up for grabs and one is protected. And then it goes lower the lower you go. Uh, And then for designated players, there's no... Essentially, those players are up for grabs and they aren't automatically uh, protected. Um, 
Uh, along with that, uh, in December, Charlotte was given um, five rounds, uh, three minutes apiece, to basically select players from the teams. Now, there were uh, five teams that were uh, essentially exempt from this uh, who gave players um, to Austin when they entered the league. So they didn't have to worry about putting up a list. All other teams, though, had to put up their list. And so with these five rounds, uh, Charlotte essentially built uh from from that selection so they uh built up you know they took two players uh from dc united and um uh or no was it two i I forget how how but anyways we two of our players have ended up on there uh god so uh along with that you have the super draft and with uh that um they essentially decide how teams select based on their performance uh throughout the season so players who performed worse uh they are at the top automatically and then it kind of goes down from there and then depending on how teams performed in the playoffs determines on their order there however expansion teams are always at the top this also applies with the player allocation ranking. And this essentially allows them to have right uh, right of first refusal uh, with players. Uh, So if they have their eye on a specific set of players of either national team, uh, players returning to MLS, uh, and then a third stipulation, uh, they they can um, essentially say, we want these players and we're going to work through that. Uh, Looking forward, we have uh, a confirmed MLS team coming in 2023. That is St. Louis City SC. Uh, they, uh, you know, have been working for a long time, actually. It started back in t- 2008. Uh, they were initially turned down by MLS to join the league uh, because they did not have what MLS saw as a viable financial backing. Uh, but now uh, they have come along and they've, you know, through legislative process, they've approved the stadium, they've approved a budget for all of it and backing and all that. And now they have, they're going to be the next team. Uh, after that, uh, MLS is looking to expand to uh, 30 teams. And right now you've got Las Vegas, Phoenix, and San Diego kind of in the running. And since about 2014, these uh, teams have been more or less in talks with MLS about uh, coming in. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the market and, and how big the city is, uh, how viable financially it is. And, you know, we will see, you know, come 2024 or so, you know, what that uh, will look like going forward. If you want an interesting kind of look at, you know, sort of like the graveyard of T- or cities that have tried expanding into uh, MLS, just go on Wikipedia and look at like their really extensive expansion list. It's really kind of comical seeing how many teams have or cities have tried to expand into MLS. And that is time. That is that is expansion <gasps> in MLS. Where am I at? Go on, Tom. I, I think it's close. I'm going to say it's around about five minutes of 40 seconds. It's closer than that. What is it? It's five minutes and ten seconds. You know what? Second game of the season. I will take that. That's internal. That is good. That is incredible. And on that, on that note, actually, I think you had a naughty pop quiz question. 
I do have a naughty pop quiz question, and uh, I want to put this on you guys uh, in the in the chat as well. Um, (laughs) Gonna be exposed. In 1998, MLS had their first expansion teams. Here's a clue: it's two. Uh, who were those teams, or what were those cities? And if you can, if you can name the teams, you know that that works as well. I think I've got one of them. Okay. And I think uh, my second guess is a wild punt. Okay. Tom, have you you got any ideas? Seattle. <laughs> No, they were way later. Yeah. They were like 2004 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I'm I'm agreeing with Kim. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I'm agreeing with Kim. He's put in Chicago Fire and Miami Fusion. That's correct, except Chicago was known as Chicago SC uh, in that initial uh, expansion. They were. When did they become the fire then? I, 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 that, that escapes my mind. I just, I just, I'm just going Maybe they were like, you don't have a mascot. Like (laughs) you need to pick something. That's a, that's a whole nother one-on-one I could get into is is about kind of the, the naming that teams have gone through over the years. But yes, that is correct. Miami fusion and Chicago, uh, fire. Wow. There you go. Well done, Daniel. That was fantastic. I was actually, I was more nervous about, you know, forgetting my question or the answer to my question after doing my whole thing there. But thank goodness I was able to to remember all that. But it's, it's, it's brilliant. Like I'll have, I'll have friends that like obviously watch DC United, but they don't understand ins and outs of and how complicated mm. MLS is. So now I'm just like, yeah, well, we got a guy who is going to explain it in five minutes. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's roll the clip. Oh, look at that. that. So um, for you guys out there, if there is anything you want to learn about, if there's anything you're struggling on, let us know and Daniel will cover it in five minutes. That is the DC UK promise. We're going to end up killing him. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Get to the end of the season. He's got no more hair. I'm going to have a doctorate in Major League Soccer by the end of this. It's going to be great. I'll, 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 I'll make you a certificate. Donnie G, I'm coming for your spot. I'm going to be the next owner of MLS. <laughs> as long as you get rid of Gammon Tam, I'm up yeah. for it. We need to get rid of that. Right. It's come to that part of the show where we answer your questions. So if you've got anything right now, let us know in the chat. and We'll get those answered. But we've had some come in before the show began. So let's go through those first. And the first question is, do you think in all sincerity we can make the playoffs? That is from Daniel Abina on Instagram. Yes. I I genuinely think, like I said, I think we talked about it on a previous episode. um, We were talking about it's all about the format, the end of the season. To be honest, we could do awful. We could be 13th come August. Got a great run. Sneak into the playoffs. Chopped in. Yeah. And then you're on that great run of form and you could potentially even win MLS Cup through that way. It yeah. is all about timing of your form when it comes to MLS Cup. So 
Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we can do it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, but we talked we talked about this in the first uh, episode, sort of our our you know predictions for the season. Yeah, um, and I think we all said that we would squeak in. Um, I'm sticking <laughs> with that. I think no. I think we make it, and I think we can make it. Um, the big thing for me is we just got to finish games. That was a massive issue last year. Yeah, we just like couldn't do it. We were we were letting in. You know, we were conceding in the last minute all the time. Yeah. Or we would yeah. just you know fall asleep and get and get punished for it. Um, it's only been one game, but yep. I'm, I'm, it's looking a bit better. You know, it's all about as James was saying, we need to keep that consistency and what we can do. Daniel, you know, I am keeping my eye on that New England game. Uh, that I think is going to be kind of like the first true test. Uh, for DC, I think that will tell, that will gauge sort of where they're going to be uh, when you're when you're kind of like gauging them against a team like New England or or the teams that are sort of on that level. Uh, it could be a gut punch, um, but it's going to be, you know, how they perform, how they respond, and it's going to be a season that that is going to be interesting to watch. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I think they do make the playoffs, but it, you know, depending on how they perform against against you know those those top teams teams uh will determine how i feel about what what happens after they make the playoffs we've got we've got columbus after that as well yeah i think our i mean our first test is going to be the third game because i'm positive that chicago are going to be the dark horse of this year um but then after that it's probably going to be the atlanta game followed by NYCFC mm-hmm. those two games back to back are going to be tricky ones I just hope we do well against NYCFC because that's my birthday yeah yeah. and who doesn't who wants to get beat on their birthday nobody wants that so no. last time I came out for my birthday we drew nil-nil against Montreal that was a sad yeah. game Rooney was suspended as well he got sent off in the game prior against LAFC <laughs> one I was on the flight literally took off landed and then found out that Rooney had been sent off and got beat 4-1 I was just like yeah why it was at that game oh I was in the supporter section for that game it's just like absolutely abysmal actually I'm not gonna lie that season a lot of those home games minus uh you know that Orlando one um a lot of those home games were horrible I mean my dad my dad was like why do we get season tickets <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair yeah. that, it was a bit of a dull season but um let's move on to the next best like yeah <laughs> and two seconds <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next question from Want to Go 2005 on Instagram. He is a DC UK member as well. So hello to you. Um, if DC picks up six points in the first two games against bad teams, should we start thinking playoffs? I mean, I, I never like thinking about where the team is going to end up, you know, this early. Uh, you know, I, I'd give the hopeful response now but I'm thinking that you know when we get halfway through the season and as we were just talking about like these real tests with New England Columbus Chicago 
you know, those are going to be season defining games, and they're all pretty close within each other as well. Actually, yeah. those three games. Yeah, so, just looking at it, is basically the month of April is. April's going to suck. <laughs> April's not going to suck. It's going to be great because you, we're going to win every single game. But it's gonna it's gonna be our benchmark. Yeah. It's, that, that's it's that's going to be our yardstick um, to really put on our pedestal. Where are we? Gonna, where are we against the league? What yeah. is our what is our actual level? So it's going to be interesting. Let's put it that yeah. way. Uh, Daniel, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, you know, first two games against bad teams, um, and and I mean anything could happen against uh, Cincinnati. You know, it's it's wild, but um, you know, you you can't. It's tough to define it. Um, you know, Kim actually just said end of April is about you know when you can decide you know how things are going to shake out. But you know, honestly, I get to around uh september even where i'm like okay i feel really confident about uh the teams are going to be making it and i think i will be you know depending on how i you know like i always say i always kind of judge dc united based on how they perform like in august and so if they keep strong in kind of those deep summer months um then then i'll be able to tell whether or not they'll be a playoff team yeah no 100 percent cool right let's move on to the next question then which is coming from victor um he says how lucky are we to be playing the two worst teams in the world in week one and two very yeah i mean yeah it's just we couldn't have really picked a better a better opening round of fixtures really yeah gives us a chance to get some momentum yeah, uh, but you know the flip side. If we somehow lose to <laughs> Cincinnati, no, no, no. Let's not use that word. <laughs> let's not. We don't use that word on this show. If though something happens, then you know that can that can be flattening. But all um, we're full of confidence. Yeah. yeah, agree with that, Daniel. I do. Uh, you know, here's the thing. It's their chili. It's cursed that city. So, you know, it, 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 I think I think that works in our favor. But yeah, I, I'm not going to say a whole lot um, about about how I feel about this team uh, coming off these first two games. Like I said, I got I got my eyes set a little more forward. But um, I think Losada is going to take an, you know, kind of the opposite approach. I think he wants the team focusing on each and every game. Mm. Uh, where where you can't look at any of the teams as as a kind of walk in the park. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, Charlotte, unknown quantity. Yeah. In all in all honesty, even though we know what the players they've got and everything, you just don't know what they were going to bring to the table. And I think that first half showed that we weren't expecting that, what they did. So we'll see what happens with those guys anyway whether they take the wooden spoon from Cincinnati, which I think they might want to hold on to. Um, next up is this one. Mikel, thank you for sending your question in. I think it's the first time I've seen you send a question in, so thank you for that. I think that's Mikel Arteta. I mean, he's probably, using, yeah. He's Could using his Arteta. personal account. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a burner account. Um, so, Mikel... Thank you for sending your question in. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Um, Daniel, what's the biggest thing you're excited for this season? 
I, I'm I'm excited for goals. Uh, you know, uh, with with how Estrada came out, uh, I think if he comes out with like you know another multi-goal game I, I you know i'm not necessarily gonna say hat trick but like if he comes out with with that kind of vigor again and just you know puts a few more away that's gonna be an incredible start uh i'm just i'm just excited to see this team score goals uh i'm i'm sick of the grinded out you know two one you know one nothing you know like yeah. type of games uh i i want to see some good action here you want to be entertained uh, yes absolutely yeah. Are you not entertained? Yeah, and, and like you know, that's where I was going. Yeah, I will take a you know like a three-two you know uh, whatever type of game yeah. too. Like those are yeah. ju- those are just fun to watch. So yeah, yeah I want to see goals. Cool. Tom, what's, what are you excited for this season? I will go on a... It's definitely got to be the all-star... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What's, <laughs> sorry. Do you work the for MLS? The MLS all-star week or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, no, I'm actually really excited to see Taxi come in. Um, yeah. You know, I think that will be awesome. I mean, I think a lot of teams have a lot of people who are joining until the summer. Um, so, you know, we could have a completely different looking league, um, you know, and signes and coming in until then, mm-hmm. uh, not looking forward to that. I need to actually check to see. We don't we- play We don't play them. Oh, brilliant. Okay. It's, yeah. yeah, we're fine. We're good. We'll be fine. All right. Um, yeah, but taxi coming in. I love it when a new player comes in, maybe to, you know, shake up the system a bit, get some players on their toes to play a bit harder. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm excited for. Cool. And then for me, it's coming out and seeing you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh. I love it. But no, honestly, I can't wait for that. I mean, it was so nice. Yeah. Last weekend, last Sunday it was. I was just like, right, let's just get on it. Let's get on to... <laughs> Go on to uh, Virgin and get those flights booked, and they are booked. It's all ready. I need just need to what actually get my passport through because that's still waiting. Um, yeah, that's oh, yes, no. yes, yeah. Passport, and then and then get my visa sorted in because you know got to have one of those. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, America. Thank you for that. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, land uh, over there and. I can't wait. It's just going to be fantastic to see everyone. And uh, that is the the biggest thing I'm excited for this season. Uh, And then the last pre-show question that we've got comes from Chris or D5 on Instagram again is, are we going to see any new potential signings this season? It depends on it. But well, I think it's there's a number of factors in play here, isn't there? It's injuries. If if we keep fit, then there's there's not much of a need as to get a replacement in. Form is obviously another big thing, and then three. Are we, do we let anyone go? Does Ola Kamara go? That's the big one for me. Yeah, because he's been shopped around. Nobody's wanting him. But if if he does eventually go, then we'll get someone in. So that's that's my sticking point on that one. I don't know whether you guys agree with that or what do you yeah, think? Um, I really need center midfielders in my life. Who um, are your center mids? Yeah, I, I need I need some center midfielders, man. Um, you know, I'll feel a lot better about it. I mean, Canis is out injured right now, um, but 
yeah, you know, I just like to have a little bit more depth and it's such an important part of, yeah. <laughs> of the game. You need and, to have those guys in the middle healthy and in tune with each other. And Drew's not not your favorite? <laughs> no. No, he is Aww. not. <laughs> Aww. But you know, he didn't have a bad game. No, he, was right. he did the, he did a job. Yeah, he did the job. And, and I think that's his job is to get the job done. He's not yeah. he's not flashy in any way, shape, or form. He's just there just to get things going, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking for competency and secureness. <laughs> that's all I so want. You want a Roy Keane. Yeah, I want Roy Keane. In fact, we could probably just get Roy Keane. That might actually be the better better choice. I'm sure he's still got it at 43, I think he is. Yeah, I mean, he's looking very old at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel, any any positions you would want covered? Yeah, well, so, I mean, I feel really confident in the back line. So um, seeing them in action was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think in, in the end, um, I I think I'm with Tom there. You know, uh, a center mid um, would be nice. I think someone who can complement uh, Knaus in a way, you know, sort of someone who can who has sort of like a, a an opposite skill set that that uh, sort of makes it a more well-rounded um, midfield. Uh, yeah, and then you know, uh, man, like I said, if if uh, Estrada keeps his form on, man, eh, I'm good. And then you know, we'll just wait for Taxi to get here. Yeah, wonder how long this taxi is going to take to get from duels to uh, Audi. We're going to have a lot of a lot of taxi. Drivers. That's going to be great. Yeah, I I want to see a T four of a taxi, a taxi being driven by Absolutely. taxi. It has to happen. Yeah, I've been for that. Yeah. All right. Our last question is coming from David um, in the live chat. Did our new signings have to be made so late? <clears throat> Excuse me. Other teams seem to have contracts lined up earlier. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of what needs to happen with contracts and things like that with DC United and how other teams have made it happen sooner. All I do know is watch this space for a little mini-series that could be coming up around how we actually find players. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Keep your eyes peeled. I've got to get back in touch with a guy, but I'm not going to name names, but uh, he might work for the club. Very cool. So, yeah. Very nice. Keep your, like I said, keep your eyes peeled and uh, we'll see how that one goes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know is the honest answer to this one. Tom, yeah. Daniel, do you know? I've, that's, uh, I haven't studied that part of MLS 101 yet. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. Now, yeah. That's, that's, go- that's going to be, I mean, if you can do that in five minutes. Oh, boy. Yeah, that would definitely kill him. (laughs) I think he would be reading off a script for that one. For sure. Couldn't couldn't even blame him. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Right. Those are the questions answered. So thank you guys for sending those in. That's much appreciated. It's now for the final bit of the show before we wrap things up. It is Guess DC Who. So let's just bring him back up on screen. This guy. 
There we go. There he is. He was born in Panorama City, California, USA. He is a defender. He started off at San Fernando Valley Quakes before moving to MLS with LA Galaxy. He played 160 times for LA Galaxy. He signed for DC United in 2014, playing 101 times, scoring three goals, and then moved to Vancouver Whitecaps in 2018, uh, making 11 appearances. He has made one senior US men's national team appearance. Who is it? I think I got it. Tom, Tom? do you you have a name? Yeah, but I'm like 90% sure I'm wrong. Oh, okay. So you're only 10%. Do you yeah. want to go? Shall we, Tom? Do you want to go with your ten percent? Yeah, Brian Boswell. It is not <laughs> Daniel. Uh, I'm probably very wrong, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this with confidence. O'Neill Fisher. It is not O'Neill Fisher. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad guess. Oh guy. man! Only I'm because sure. that, I mean that's a great guess because obviously. He moved to LA Galaxy after DC United. Oh, okay. Yep. We signed him from, I think it was from Seattle Sounders. Okay. So, yeah. this Drake? player was, are you ready? I think I need, I need, I need to get a drum roll sound here. But I am got. <laughs> I, I had another it. name in my head, and if it's wrong or if oh. it's the one I'm Do you, do you want to give me the other name? No, it's probably not. Go on. Just, give just, it. no. The only name I I could come up with, but he he I don't think he ever got capped by the men's national team, so it's go wrong. On. Go on, uh, go on. Taylor Kemp, but like no, no it, it was not Taylor good. Kemp. <laughs> it was definitely not Taylor Kemp. It is Sean Franklin. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Woo. There you that's, go. Uh, that's that's a name that man. Okay, I mean David's, that's a good one. Uh, David did come come in uh, in the chat with Botan, but I'm afraid uh, you were you were not correct on that, David. So it was it was Sean Franklin. Wow, nice Paul. I was, I was a good one that one. Yeah, but stick around next week for the next guess. DC who? Um, that is David said. Nice, great guy, Sean Franklin. Yeah, I mean I follow him on Instagram. He. He's got some nice photos, lives a nice lifestyle. Wouldn't mind it myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> living living on the West Coast. Actually, no, I'd prefer the East Coast because I don't get to see DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, that is it. That's everything for this show. Um, let's uh, let's do the wrap up. So uh, who am I going to go with? Who am I going to go with? Tom, you put your hands up. Where can uh, people find you? I can be found on Twitter talking about DC sports and my love hate relationship politics um, at Snitch McConnell and yeah cool and then up up there Daniel you have a new so, handle I got a new handle uh, by by your suggestion and uh, I tested it out and it worked out uh, and you can find me at my new handle uh, on both Instagram and Facebook it's Professor DC UK. Um, and and i also want to plug uh last last week we were talking about um kind of soccer music or you know we got the question about what pumps us up and i did go ahead and create a an apple playlist so if you search uh professor dc uk 
on there, you will get uh, my pregame. It's a little mix of, you know, some some pretty well-known DC hardcore, some go-go, uh, some DMV hip-hop, but then just kind of a smattering of a few of my uh, personal favorite songs that that pump me up so check it out and right. and if you have any uh other recommendations uh for it be happy to hear that nice it is block party helicopter on there yes it is that's all right for then. sure that's of fine. course i mean i don't have well i've obviously got an apple device that's what i'm using right now but i don't have apple music so we need to recreate it on spotify or something as well yeah i'm on spotify too uh i will i will send you the uh screenshots tasty so that is a wrap so for everyone out there if you've made it this far to the show thank you very much for those watching live much appreciated i can see the numbers on there and the chat was great um, but as always um if you want to come and join us at dc uk just head over to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership and if you want to find anything out more um whether it's merch whether it's other ways to support the show just head to buy a dot link forward slash dc United kingdom and last but not least, please, please, please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe yeah. to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, give it a like. It does help us out when it comes to promoting the show. Um, and that is everything. So let's wrap it up. That's before we roll the clip, we've got one thing to say, which is until next time, Vamos United. Vamos United. Vamos United.